Now, look, rarely do you get to hear from one of the best players in football, particularly a defensive player. But on this show, that's what you get. Bill Safety, Jordan Poyer, nine interceptions over the last two years, second most in the National Football League, all-pro player, leading a top-flight defense, former teammate of my own, former teammate of LaShawn McCoy, but now he's a teammate yeah. of the show. Speak, Poyer, how you doing, big dog? I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. I'm doing excellent. Can't complain. It's a, it's a blessing to be here. It's awesome to Talk to you guys, man. What's up? Man, well, first let's dive in because from a personal perspective, uh, people don't realize how close you get to teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we went together, we played together in Philly 2013. You and Micah Hyde, I believe best safety tandem in football. Micah Hyde, he goes down. Now your brother next to you, DeMar Hamlin, he's now your running mate at safety back in the back end. DeMar Hamlin, he goes down. The whole world is praying for him. We've checked in on DeMar Hamlin thoroughly, and thankfully he was doing well. We've checked in on Micah Hyde, but how are you mentally? How have you dealt with all that? Let me check in on my bro real quick. Yeah, I appreciate you asking, man. It's uh, It's been a wild season. Uh, obviously not over yet. Uh Man, it, it just you know started from from everything that happened in Buffalo, from the from the shootings back in the, um, you know back back in the off season to you know Mrs. Magula going through her things, and then you know all the injuries that we've gone through this season, um, Vaughn going down, uh, Micah going down, and then obviously you know a couple of weeks ago D Ham uh, situation. It's just been you know it's been thing after thing after thing, and I and I honestly think that that adversity has has brought our team close together um throughout everything and it, it's been uh it's been a fun season man and obviously we got a big game this weekend we're excited about um I know everybody's excited about so uh we just want to keep it going one day at a time that's really our model that's really all we go about it's just one day at a time one step at a time and and you know we're we want to continue rolling JP, take me inside the locker room for a moment. Take the whole viewers inside the locker room. Y'all have a bunch of leaders. You are one of them. Josh Allen is another one of them. Y'all have a bunch of leaderships, leaders in your coaching positions. Who has been the rock during the course of Vaughn going down, D, D. Ham getting hurt, Micah Hyde getting hurt? Who has really been that leader and what have been those moments? What's one word, one quote, one moment that somebody's really stepped up and put an ease to all of the drama y'all have had to deal with? Yeah, I think you can name, you know, a lot of guys, you know, throughout the entire season. But one in particular, I would just say our head coach, Sean McDermott, um, especially, you know, especially when 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 uh, when Dehan went down, you know, just, you know, there wasn't really there wasn't really a whole lot. You know, nobody really knew what to say in the locker room. You could hear a pin drop. And, you know, just the way that Sean and, and also Zach, too, uh, um, uh, for the Bengals, uh, the way they handled that situation and um, not even like just that situation, the entire season, just keeping us focused, um, keeping us, uh, you know, locked in on the plan and and what's important right now. And, you know, one of the quotes, obviously, is um, that you wanted to ask Sean always puts up on the board is just Kaizen. It's the word Kaizen, just continuous. So I think, Shady, you probably remember, that, remember quote. that. He's still he's still showing that quote you know, up on the board, you know, just continuous growth, um, you know, on and off the field. And, you know, I think, like I said, with all the adversity that we've, we've dealt with throughout the season, you know, Sean has been that great leader that has stepped in. And, and like I said, we've got a lot of great leaders as players on the team too. Josh, obviously being one of them, Vaughn, you know, he's hurt right now, but being a huge leader, leader talking to us, you know, day in and day out, just continuing to keep us motivated. And, uh, you know, it's been, uh, I can, it's hard to pinpoint one no in particular just because we got so many guys on the football team. Let me, that, let me ask you this, JP. Them. Let me ask you this. Was Go LaShawn ahead. McCoy a leader? Of course he was. Uh, 100%. Oh, in his own way. In his own way. In his own way, man. It's crazy. 
that McDermott still had the same quotes even when I was back there. And uh, I just went back to see the game, uh, what, two weeks ago that was, and seeing all my old brothers and hearing you talking about this, like, the family from Sean McDermott uh, huddling the the guys around, you you know, and and, uh, Trey White and Micah, hi, like, all all the brothers. I just want to talk about that, man, because when I was there with you, that's what it was really about. And now that you're getting your brother Micah back for this game, he told me he was getting healthy, he might play. What's it going to take for you guys to win this game? This is a big game. This is a big game. Big game. Yeah, uh, it's a huge game. I mean, every every game's a big game. That's that's another you know, you coach Frage comes in the meeting every week and he asks Tremaine Evans, you know, hey Tremaine, why is this why is this a big game? And the same answer every single week is because it's the next game. And you know, that's just the <laughs> mindset that we have. And uh, you know, and obviously, you know, the Bengals, you know, red hot, you know, got all the talent in the world. We're talented too. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good football game. Um and, and, you know, we're excited to play in this atmosphere. We've earned this right to be able to play uh, a, a game at home, another playoff game at home. And, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot to win it for sure. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Uh, one play at a time and just continue to play each and every down. Most of these games are going to come down to the lot. Whoever has the ball less or whoever makes the last play of the game. So um, you just got to continue to keep playing. You know, there's going to be some plays that, that happen throughout the game. Um, you know, they, they're going to get their fair share of plays, but just continue to keep playing and, and until that whistle blows at the end, you look up the scoreboard. JP, when, uh, when you're on the sideline, when you're on the bench, you're drinking your Gatorade in your little cup, there are no scarier words to hear as a defensive player than sudden change. Oh, sudden change. <laughs> there ain't nothing scarier than yeah. to hear sudden change. Sudden change for the viewers at home. <laughs> that means the offense has just turned the ball over. Well, this last game of against the Miami Dolphins, y'all heard sudden change a whole lot. Yeah. What goes into your mind when you see Josh Allen, who is a beast, throw a pick, and now you have to jog back out there on the football field and try to win the game? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the game, right? You know, it's obviously, obviously you don't want to hear it all the time, but at the same time, you know, I, I – our defense is – we've, we've been in all sorts of situations and we we play together for such a long time that, you know, when a sudden change happens, we bring it up and it's just like, yo, this is a situation right here. we got to ha- be able to handle this situation, whether it's, you know, a sudden change and they have the ball inside of the inside of the 50 and, and we have to get them to either kick a field goal or, or punt the ball three and out, you know what I'm saying? So there's certain, you know, situations, just being able to handle each situation and not, have, not ever get too high, not ever get too low within a game because, like I said earlier – most games you see most of most of these playoff games except last night are coming down to the last plays whoever has the ball last whoever's making the very last play of the game and so you know just continue to be able to handle each situation because you know you never know if that's the situation that's going to change the entire game so you know, you can never get too high never get too low in these type of games um and like i said you just got to continue to keep playing we got a lot of good good guys on that defensive side of the football that you know no matter what the situation is we're just gonna go out there and try to handle it Jordan, Josh Allen is obviously a, a superstar now, and even though he did have some struggles last game, he really, to me, has shown a lot of leadership. We've seen a little bit of a different side of his personality this year, but bring us into the personality of Josh Allen and what has really made him emerge in this league as a star. Yeah, I, you know, I always tell people when I talk about him that it's, it's, it's awesome to see because I, I was here when they drafted him um, in 20, uh, 2018, uh, I believe it was the year, and and just to see his growth, 
um, not only on the field, but off the field, um, you know, just his his ability to to take command of that offense now and really be, you know, like you said, a superstar, you know, the face of, of one of our franchise and the face, one of the faces of the NFL. So um, it's awesome to see him in the community, just the impact that he has in the Buffalo community. And, um, you know, he's always he's just, he's just goofy, man. And around the locker room, he's a goofy <laughs> dude, always want to crack jokes, uh, you know, always kind of doing some doing some weird stuff sometimes, but you know, that's just who he is. You know, he's just always cracking jokes. He's always got some, you know, we have a, we have a captain's meeting every Friday and uh, you know, he always has, he always has a joke and some, some weeks it's, it's pretty, you know, some of the older coaches, they, they don't necessarily like it. The younger guys are laughing <laughs> at it. Their older coaches are like, Oh, but you know, that's just who he is, man. He's just a jokester, but there's a ball player though. I love playing. I, you know, I love being teammates with him, man. I always, I'll go to war with Josh any day of the week and look, you know, this is the NFL. He's going to, going to have mistakes and I'm going to be right there to back him up whenever, whatever situation it is. And so, uh, no you know, it's, it's, it's fun to be, it's fun to be his teammate though. Hey, Jordan, I'm, I'm curious. Obviously, the priority was always DeMar's health and well-being, and we're so happy that that story had a happy ending. But it creates a little bit of an unprecedented situation for you all, just in the sense that, you know, you were playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who you have this weekend. I'm just curious, how useful is that experience, you know, game planning for that opponent just two or three weeks ago? I mean, is that useful for you all heading into a playoff game? Like, how much do you get out of that experience from a football perspective now that, that you're able to focus on football? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, during my massage a couple hours ago, I was the first time I watched the the tape that there was only eight plays uh, from that game. Right. So, um, you know, you can kind of get a, a sense of how they were going to, you know, trying to attack you. But I'm sure, you know, both coaches are smart. It's going to be, you know, different, different sort of wrinkle here and there. And at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be two good football teams playing each other. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a chess match between coaches. And so, like I said, we're excited about the opportunity. Yeah, you can. There, there's a little bit you can take from that game, um, you know. But we're playing at home now. You know, they got to come to us. Weather's gonna be a little bit different. Might be a little bit more chilly, more snow. Um, you know, little different ways that could affect the game. But you know, like I said, we're excited to play, and I know the, the world's excited to watch. So uh, we're gonna put on the show. Hey, I could I could wrap with you forever. We got a, a, like three, four more minutes. Here's my one of my most important questions. You chose to drive from Buffalo. <laughs> all the way to Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, because you had like a bruised lung, a punctured lung. Just let me hype you up for a second, okay? You had like a bruised <laughs> ahead, lung deep 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 and you drove 15 hours, you know, all the way over there. Nobody would have faulted you if you didn't want to make that drive and you didn't want to play in that game because of what you were playing through. Why was it so important to you to be on the field and drive 15 hours in an unprecedented act for your team? You know, I love these boys, man. Um, you know, I've, I've really just tried to put a different perspective on this entire season, really. Um, been with these boys a long time. Um, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen after this season. So um, for me, it's whatever I can do for these boys to help whatever I can do to help our football team win games, I'm going to do it. So when they gave me the green light that looked like you can play, but it's just it's, it's not safe for you to drive. I was like, OK, well, what are we doing? Or it's not safe for you to fly. It's like, okay, well, what are we doing? And they're like, okay, well, this is what we can do. And I guess uh, Deshaun Watson did it a couple years back where he had to drive from uh, Houston, I think, to Jacksonville because of a, because of a rib issue. So I was hey, like, did you right, drive well, or did you have a driver? 
Hell no, nah, I didn't drive. <laughs> we, had a, we had a driver. We had a driver. So we was in the back, me, my wife, and uh, my daughter. My daughter's a trooper, man. She, uh, we, So we drove the first eight hours to Indianapolis, stayed the night in Indy, and then we met the team in KC the next day on that Saturday. And right after the game, the, the RV was right under the, the under the stadium. You know, my wife and my daughter hopped wow. in the you got RV yeah, treatment. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's that R. That's that all pro treatment, huh, Shady? Yeah. That's, that's, you had an all. You had an all. Shady, you had an RV waiting for you after that. Nah, I didn't. Never, never, you never had an RV waiting. I for you? I never had nothing like that. Wow, I've never heard of hey, that. Hey man, him, we go way back. Even Philadelphia days, where where he was just trying to make it. Now you're the man. Hey, just trying to make it. Hey, I was just trying to make it. Talk to me about this. This is my my, my last serious question, and then we gonna have a little bit more fun before we let you go. Uh, 2013, you're in Philadelphia. You get cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. You go to the Cleveland Browns. You stay in Cleveland for four years. After getting cut in 2013, by 2021, you're a first-team All-Pro. 2022, you're a Pro Bowl player. Tell not only me, but every kid and or parent watching you right now around the world, around the country, rather, what did it take to go from being cut to being All-Pro? Man, I mean, how long we got, but really... (laughs) Ali, the short, the short of it. I mean, it's all a mindset, man. Um, this was this was a dream of mine ever since I was younger, and, and I always told myself, as long as I had a foot in the door, um, I was just going to take full advantage of it. And honestly, after I got cut from Philly, I, I remember calling my agent. I was so mad because you know I worked so hard to make the team, and I really wanted to be a part made of that, that team. team yeah. and, you know, and I and you know I enjoyed being on that team, and. And, you know, I, they, I remember, I, you know, how he how he didn't even he didn't even uh, I didn't even see him face to face. I remember it was on the phone call. I've got to after it was a Friday practice. They called me up to the office like, hey, Jordan, you know, we're going to have to release you. How I was I, I was mad as hell. I called my agent. I'm like, yo, like I'm I'm this is it, man. I don't want to play no more. This is it. I was mad as shit. And he's like, bro, just settle down. Settle down. We're going to get your team. I go to Cleveland the next day. And, uh, you know, like I said, once I got in the foot in the door, I met great guys out in Cleveland, Joe Hayden. Dante Whitner, man, there's just like guys that, you know, I saw that, that I, that I, that I admired and, you know, I got to learn the game from. And, you know, ever since then, I just, you know, I just kind of continue to just mold the game into my own self. And uh, like I said, 10 years later, I was at nine years later, I turned it all pro. Now I'm a pro bowler. So it's a. Uh, hey, say you know, it with your chest, bro. No, 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 no. Yeah. They yeah. call me all pro pole now. You're not going to stumble on that. So, you know, I would say it. So you've said I do want to ask you one question before you leave. You talked about Josh Allen, how, how, how good of a leader he is, how great of a player he is. Now, you do have Joe Burrow coming up. Ooh. And, and I know you watch a lot of tape. You know, JP, he works super hard. He does. So can you talk about just the things you've seen on tape and defending him this week, what that looks like? Yeah, man. His, his timing is absolutely just – it's just his timing with with his receivers um, is amazing, really. You know, he's throwing his receivers open. He's throwing the ball before his receivers are getting out of breaks. Um, he's super smart, and it's it's not like they have a super complicated offense either. Mm-hmm. It's just he really knows and understands defenses. They're able to spread you out and able to undress your defense. So he's able to understand, you know, see the defense before, you know, and undress the hand. And, you know, he's like I said, he's throwing his receivers open. He's throwing his receivers before they get out of 
breaks and he trusts his receivers more than he trusted or more than he, you know, he believes his receivers are going to go make the play more than he thinks the DBs are going to go make the play. So one-on-one situations down the field, he'll, he'll throw the ball down the field knowing that, you know, Chase is going to go up or Boyd's going to go up or, you know, any of them are going to go up and they're going to make the play or nobody's going to make the play. So um, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, you know, balls in the air where it's going to, you're going to have to be able to make a play on the football um, and be strong at the, at the point of attack. So uh, it's going to be a fun game, man. It's going to be a chess match. You know, I, I got a lot of respect for this football team. You have to, you always respect your opponent, but in particular this football team and, and, and Joe Burrow and what he's been able to do, you know, ever since watching him in college and seeing where he's at now. So um, I'm excited about the matchup and uh, you know, we're, we're, like I said, we're all excited about the opportunity to go out there and play at home, another yeah. home playoff game at the crib. Bill's mafia is going to be crazy. Breaking tables is going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last one for you, man. Clearly you be balling on the field, nine interceptions last two years, second most in the NFL at the safety position. Talk to me about your brand off the field. I see the logo on the hat. Yes, sir. I see what you yes, build, and I know you're a brilliant person it's on and off the field. Just- just starting this just starting to continue to build, man. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of people know about my my alcohol story. I'm about to be three years sober. Uh, Congratulations from it's, on awesome. That. it's awesome. I appreciate exactly. I appreciate it, man. So I'm just trying to continue to continue to use my voice, man. I've been able to build this platform and been able to help a lot of people off the field. And that that is just as much gratitude as I get on the field. And so um, like I said, I got the JP brand. It's on my website. You guys want to check it out. What's the Bad website? What's the Bad website? B- yeah, what is it? J- J- shopjpoyer.com. So uh check it out. It's on my link tree on my my Instagram, jpoor21. So, yeah, check check it out, man. I appreciate it. Bad Birdie, also shout out Bad Birdie. Had to shout him out. They they hooked me up with this. Bad Birdie's a little golfing golfing outfit. So, I like to golf in all. A lot of golf in the offseason. So, uh, yeah. We'll take a shot of water at the Super Bowl. How about that? Yes, sir. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Shout of water. I love that. Appreciate you. That's my dog. That's my dog. Hey, you the man, bro. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your career. I'm proud of what you've overcome, man. You keep doing your thing on and off the field, bro. You got a fan in the show for life. I appreciate you guys having me on. Real talk. You guys have a good one, man. Thank you. You already know it. In case you missed it, Dak Prescott is coming off of his best game ever. He shut up all the critics. Well, maybe not all of them, but most of them. Now, Jerry Jones said it was, quote, the best game I've ever seen him play, close quote. Next up are the 49ers Sunday on Fox. And Dak says, I'm confident in the guys that I've got, the scoops that we have, and what we're capable of doing. Once again, for those that aren't as familiar with Dave Hellman, he covered the Cowboys for 10 years, was in Dallas when Dak Prescott got drafted, has watched him dating back to college at Mississippi State, all, all the way to the That's NFL, boy. has not missed a game. So, Dave Hellman, you tell me, what's your confidence level in Dak going forward? I feel like a crazy person. Like, I get on this show every week after, like, one and two and three pick games and (laughs) test my confidence in Dak Prescott. So am I going to jump off the bandwagon now that he finally played like the QB that I think he is? Hell no. I'm very confident (laughs) in Dak. It's it's a tough matchup. This is one of the best rosters in the NFL. But – this, like I said yesterday, this is who I've always known Dak was. This is who he's been for the majority of his career. Yes, the majority of his career, all seven years of it, he's been this guy he way, right more, at me. way more often than he, he looked right at been. me. <laughs> I understand the problem with the picks. He's got 29 touchdowns in 12 games since he came back. Like he's he's scoring them as good as anybody in the league since he came back from his thumb injury. His only problem with his game. Only problem is turnovers. If he can limit them, and he did against Tampa, if he can limit them, the sky's the limit. I got all the confidence in the world in Dak. Bro. Shady's giving you applause, Dave Hellman. Shady, you confident in Dak? <laughs> Wait, you confident real in quick, Dave? show the world your, little, your celebration. 
That's what I did. That's what I did after the fifth touchdown of the night. Ooh, Finger very, guns. Very, very cool. Um, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to say mid, like mid-level, right? Because, yep. listen, he did play well against Tampa. Like really good. But you know what's funny? <laughs> We're on a production meeting, and you guys have so much confidence in him. It's like the guy has a really, really good game. He doesn't throw picks, right? He doesn't throw no pick six. And all the confidence is out the roof. I got to think it's a better, a better team. This guy has only played with 12 games, led the league in picks, and he's going against the 49ers. They're really good defense. Very good. But guess what? He led the league in picks. They led the league in getting picks, right? It's, it's not a good combination. They say fights. Make, or, or, Styles make fights. Hello? Say, yep. say it again? Styles make fights. And he led the league in picks. They lead the league in getting picks. You know who led they the league in picks? They belong together. They belong together. So this is my thing. For me to give him that confidence, right, because I love what he did last weekend. Uh, against a bad defense. But, hey, it's playoffs. Tom Brady, the narrative you want to write. I want to think it's a good defense, and we'll see. Philly led the league in picks on Christmas Eve. And Dak dotted him up for, like, 3.30. Just absolutely demolished him, and they were all healthy. Like, Jalen Hurst didn't play in that game, but, but all well, the other guys did. Bradbury was there. Listen, Slay was there. I don't want to get off script. You're talking about your Eagles. I don't want to get off script. talking about the Eagles that Dak put 300 I mean, now I can go back to this. They let the league picks. I, I go off script and talk about all the times. He throws pick sixes all the time. Pick, pick, pick. He's done it three times. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? He throws his team and other team. I don't want to do that. That's not the segment. He did it against Philly and I just, still dotted him up for 3.30 and won the game. They don't play Philly, right? They play the Niners. Right. Just, I just so keep this say all this energy, out there. sarcasm, and all that. Right? Be sarcastic when you play the Niners, the team that gets more picks than anybody else and any, any other team in the NFL. It's going to be tough. Versus a quarterback that gives you more picks than any other quarterback in the NFL. I can't wait to see it. I hope my my, my mentions and DMs. I want, be, I want to match last weekend's mm-hmm. against the Bucks. They've been busy this week. They are real busy, right? What, and, they're, and, saying, and, what they're saying. Oh, you know, I, see, the problem is, they see, saying, I'm on TV now, but I, I'm a ball player first, okay. right? It's in me. Oh. <laughs> Shady McCoy, Shady McCoy, no matter what's how. What's that mean, though? I can take that. Yeah. I've had fumbles. I've yeah, lost yeah, games. Lost games. Right? Sure. They strip me, fumble, pick a, a, a strip sack, you know, mm-hmm. all that, you know, and miss a block. I've been there. I can take that, right? But it's funny how they wait till he has a great game to come at me. The guy been throwing picks every week. But it's all good. It's all good. I take that. I mean, I'm going to have the same energy Monday night against the, against the, uh, the Bucks. I'm going to have the same thing Sunday night against the Niners. Okay. Dang. I don't know what the hell that is. Well, well, two things, guys. This is not scripted. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> we, we, I try to stay on strip. This guy is keep. Uh, one. Two, I, I'm afraid to spoil this for you, Shady. They are not going to keep that same energy. <laughs> now, Dave might have to. I have to. Oh, he won't. I'm contractually obligated. Yes. But everybody else The producer is calls not, you double dutch. They are never going to keep that same energy. How dare you. They never have, never will. Joy, break it down for me, though. What's your confidence level in Dak going forward? Uh, I'm confident in Dak. I, I've always felt like Dak was capable of winning a Super Bowl. I mean, when you really look at what you need – at the quarterback position in order to win a Super Bowl, if you have enough talent around you, if you have the right coaching, why wouldn't Dak fall into that category? That's why I felt like Dak should have been paid when it was his time to get paid. But if, if we think Brock Purdy's capable of winning a Super Bowl, which I think most of us, all of us do, it's not because of Brock Purdy. It's because of everything that's around him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we wouldn't even be taking this seriously. He's a seventh-round rookie player. Yep. It's irrelevant. Yeah. So, of course, Dak is capable of it, and, and I think that he should feel confident going into this game. You just won a playoff game against Tom Brady where people were legitimately picking against you, Me. even though you were a much better team. Dave, I did. Dave, I, did. I didn't, I but did. Dave no, did. You, were, you, you kept the faith. Uh, but it's not about keeping the faith. I just think that they're capable. This is a good team. It's not about the, the roster. 
I don't even think it's about the coaching. It's just, it's just the Cowboys. They just find a way to mess things up. They get in their own way. They have all the talent they need. Could it be better in certain places? Sure. But you can go down the list of everybody in the playoffs and you have questions about every single team yeah. that is in That's the playoffs. True. There's yeah. no even, – even as dominant as the Niners have been, they still have a rookie quarterback. That yeah. is an anxiety. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him play terribly yet, but it, all of us feel like that's possible. Right. And it wouldn't even hold it against him because he's a rookie. It's a baby. Right. So I, I, have, I have confidence in Zach. We will see. This yeah. is, this is, they're going up against a great team. Yeah. And – in my opinion, I think the Cowboys have already won their Super Bowl. <laughs> my confidence level in Dak, very high. Very high. And Dak, it's very high. Clearly, they're going up a great opponent. But unless you are a future Hall of Famer, last 10 years, you win the Super Bowl, you got to have 18 touchdowns and one interception in the playoffs if you want to get it done. Joe Flacco, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Nick Foles, six touchdowns, one interceptions. So collectively, 17 touchdowns and one interception to win a Super Bowl unless you're a future Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and what many assume to be Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Matthew Stafford, he's fringe there. So when I think about that, he has to be capable of getting hot enough. 11 touchdowns, no pick hot. Hot enough, six touchdowns, one pick. Nick Foles hot to win a Super Bowl. Well, like Joyce said, he's on the right track. Shady, I know you play some blackjack. When you play blackjack, there's no better feeling after that first card is an ace. When that first card is an ace, you halfway there. Now, that second card. Monkey! (laughs) (laughs) What that means is 10. Now, that second card might be a two, and you might be screwed. But if that second card is a nine, 10, or a face, you're great. Dak Prescott's first card was an ace. Five touchdown game, four passing, one rushing. That first card was an ace. Now, I don't know what that second one against the Niners is going to be, but if that first one is an ace, that's better than anything else. So that's why, Dave, I'm confident in Dak. And you know what else? And y'all can roll your eyes if you want to. You usually do when I talk about Dak. But in addition to him playing great, the other thing is his teammates made the plays that they hadn't been making. Like, if you think about that game on Monday night, Dalton Schultz makes a juggling catch on the sideline. That has turned into a pick at different times this season. He's throwing balls over the field, contested catches by CeeDee Lamb and Noah Brown. Those are getting dropped earlier in the year. It honestly, it started out so poorly for the Cowboys in similar fashion. Like Dak had a a regrettable throw on the first play of the game, two catches that CeeDee Lamb could have had that didn't work out. And I was like, here we go again. This This is why I didn't pick these guys. And then they started making those plays. Very quickly. It's easier to make plays when you're not as contested. I remember that Dalton Schultz touchdown. He runs an out and up, easy, not contested touchdown. Yeah. Everything will be contested against the 49ers. It's going to be tough. What the Seahawks got when they scored, DK Metcalf, contested catches, yeah. contested slams, contested go balls. That is true. You yeah. are confident in that, but speak to me about your confidence given the opponent. It, I mean, that side may have said it all. This, this, is, this is going to be, if the Cowboys yeah. can win this game, it'll be their most impressive win in modern memory, honestly. Because even, like, let's think about the games that they lost. Like, they went toe-to-toe with a Rodgers team, a good Rodgers-Packer team, but they lost the next week. They, they, they couldn't hold on to a lead against Seattle. You think about their loss to the Rams, the 2018 Rams, good team. They went to the Super Bowl that year, but they weren't quite ready in the sense that Jared Goff accounted for three points in that Super Bowl. Like, the Rams ran for 300 yards on the Cowboys in that game. I think this will be the be- even with a rookie quarterback. That's amazing to say. Even with a rookie quarterback, this would be the best team that they've beaten in the playoffs in. This, we saw this years. I mean, oh see how consistent he really is. I mean, the last five games, four of them games, he got pick six. Right. I know he had a great game against the Bucks, but they're still in his DNA. The games before that, we'll see. 
We will see. McCoy. McCoy takes it. Hey, they know they can't do anything with you. Shady's going to score. Oh, Shady's going to score. That boy's so silly, man. Ball out on three. One, two, three. Ball out. Touchdown. Touchdown. Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. Yeah. 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 Welcome back. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's crazy work. It's the most exciting segment in sports television. LaShawn McCoy is going to highlight some of the spectacular plays from this past weekend, <coughs> particularly on offense, making defenders look silly. Shady, get us started. I'm ready. J.K. Doblin, he's number five. Can we see it? I can't wait. Okay, playoff game. Lamar didn't play. Tyler did. Pass me the ball. Doblin catches it. But, oh, what are you excuse do? me. Ooh, That's called a jump cut. Make it miss. Look at that to the crib. Okay. That's making a guy miss, though. Like, open space. This right here was like third and like eight. And what did you, he do? Make he made like he miss. Look, look, he on his butt. Oh, where you going? Where you at? <laughs> but look, we won't go too far. Same team, Demarcus Robinson. We will stay in Cincinnati. Ravens. Okay. And this right here was just a slant and go. I don't know how this guy is still the league. Eli Apple. Burt for a touchdown. That was a playoff game. We need it at home. Demarcus Robinson, one step. Boom. Slant with the ball in one hand. That, that is giving nice. out crazy. Look that at that. That was nice. Wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy work. Okay, okay. Can we go to Buffalo? Dawson Knox, I played with you young when I was there. Now you're balling again. This is number three, Dawson Knox. What Josh Allen, are you going to run it? you going to throw it? Fire tight end. Two hands. Did he have two hands? No, 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 no. He had five fingers. <laughs> That's crazy. Look at this. That's really crazy work. But seriously, though. I can't get two you, feet you in. Taught him Let's that get one, one I knee in. you taught him that one too fast. Nah, I didn't teach you that. That's a bad boy. Crazy work. Bill's got that win. Number two, I hate to do it. Dave Hellman. Hey. His name is Dak Prescott. I, I, it's not personal. He a baller. He had five touchdowns. Will I run it? Will I throw it? Yo, this was nice. He finds nice. a tight end. No, look, joint. Boom. Scrambling left. Scrambling. Right. Dak Prescott, I got to give you love, dog. That was nice. Oh, God. Back to dog. the tight end again. Oh, you highlighting everything. This is a this is a career day. I, I gotta give him love. Hit five touchdowns, Acho. What, right. you, what you want me to You're do? Right. You're right. You right. my fault. What you want That's me to my do? Fault. He was giving out crazy work, but he didn't win. Who, did, who won? The it? winner was in New York, and he went to the Vikings. Saquon Barkley, Penn State, baby, we are. Say it with me. Shake move, crazy work. Where are you Golly. going? Look, Golly. that's an all-pro safety right there. Yeah. Watch how I set him up. Though. I'm a, uh, uh, what are you? You want left, not, right? Not, not this one. Left, right, left, right. Yeah. Excuse me. Woo. Left, don't right. trip, Excuse though. Don't me. trip, though. It's Louis V's. I'm good. Listen, Saquon <laughs> Barkley, that is going to give me crazy work. You are the winner. Now, what happens if you win, big dog? You get a crazy work hoodie. Go ahead. You are going to get some Eagles, and it's going to be cold. It's going to be loud. You might need this. Good <laughs> luck against my birds. Crazy work. Where to Saquon Barkley. All love, baby. They ball. Keep calling them plays out. See you in Philly. Hey, well, the Ravens had two players on that crazy work list, but things are getting crazy in Baltimore, not work-wise. Well, maybe work-wise for Greg Roman. Greg Roman officially parts ways. The offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens has stepped down today. Now, get this. Greg Roman has been Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator since he got into the league. This is urgent news. Lamar Jackson now without his OC. But the Ravens said they will allow Lamar Jackson to have some input on who they hire. Very interesting, given the fact that Lamar Jackson's a unanimous MVP. So now the question is, is Greg Roman's departure good or bad for Lamar Jackson? Dave Hellman, you tell me. I, I don't think we know the answer to that because we don't know who they hire, but I think it has the potential to be very, very good. And it, like, again, I don't want to slander Greg Roman. I think he did a good job for the most part while he was there, but... What I got really excited about is when John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta said they were going to include Lamar Jackson in this process. You let your 
MVP quarterback talk to you about the way he wants to run the offense, what he feels comfortable doing, what, what he thinks puts him in the best position to succeed. And I would be excited to see what that could be. You know, I mean, there's plenty of play callers and offensive minds in the league right now that are getting a lot of attention. I mean, you just brought up Brian Dable. Daniel Jones is a lot more mobile than he gets credit for, is he not? Josh yeah. Allen is yeah. another one. Like, again, like, I think we get lost in Lamar Jackson being a 1,200-yard rusher. It doesn't mean you have to build your offense around that. It means it can be a component of it. That's a great like, point. Nobody looks at Daniel Jones running as the thing that makes the Giants go, but it's very useful. And I think the Giants got more out of a decimated receiver core than the Ravens did. So you can't even come at me like they've got all this skill position talent. They don't. They just found a way to make it work. They had a more, even with as much as they ran the ball, I think the Giants had a balanced offense. I got an offense. issue with you right now, though. Okay, what's Reason up? I have an issue with expectations. Yeah. Expectations, right? If Lamar Jackson went 9-8 this season like yeah. the New York Giants did, maybe they went 10-7. and seven. I believe it was 9-8, and eight, though. We wouldn't have viewed that as a success. Why? Because Lamar Jackson won eight games this year, but he went eight and four. You're leveling up the talent, though. Like, but I'm, I'm saying, like, don't you think at this point Greg Roman is a prisoner of his own success? reason I say that, ten years he's been an offensive coordinator. Six of those years he's gone to the playoffs. Two of the years he didn't go to the playoffs, he was coaching the Buffalo Bills. Tyrod Taylor was your starting quarterback. Shady, you were there. You know that well. Two other years, Lamar Jackson didn't finish the season. So don't you think to some degree he's almost even a prisoner of his own success because – since Lamar's entered the league with Greg Roman, only Patrick Mahomes has had more success. Yeah. Like the, it starts Wins. and stops with Patrick Mahomes. The last, who? who? What success? Super Wins. Bowl. Oh, I was Super Bowls? Yeah. Nobody else has won Super Bowls since Patrick Mahomes came into the league? When I say more success, I think about Super Bowls plus wins. Wins. What's our important? The only person that has more wins than Lamar since Lamar got out of here is Patrick oh. Mahomes. Yes, but the standard for Lamar Jackson is not to make it to the playoffs. I mean, if that's what, if that's what the Ravens are only interested in now, then, that, then they've done that. But that's a ceiling. We're trying to win Super Bowls. So that's the difference. I don't think that this is all Greg Roman's fault, but you can also hit a ceiling. Yeah. They're, they're a great running team. It's important <laughs> to have a good run game. We'll have a good run game, Shady. You need that. That can't like be it. all you do. Because yeah. that, that, that can be stopped. And then what, what do you have? They averaged 20.6 points a game this year. What are the Cowboys averaging? Like 29, 30? That's yeah. more because they have a great run game in Dallas, but they can also give you crazy work that Shady just showed. You can't be in any version. You cannot be a successful team when you, are a, you, don't, you aren't a dynamic offense. Look what the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were this year. They could not run the ball. Tom Brady's throwing the ball 60 times in a playoff game. That's outrageous. Yeah. Even, for, even for Tom Brady, like, that is an outrageous number. They don't have a balanced offense. But we can see that. My thought, 2-5, answer me this. I don't know if you are elite at something. Elite? I, elite. If you're elite, elite. If you're the best at something, mm-hmm. I don't know how balanced you need to be at it. I remember when the Chiefs went to or won the Super Bowl, the 26th rushing offense, but the best pa- rushing offense, but the best passing offense. Answer me that. You obviously had 15,000 yards in the National Football League, several through the ground, several through the air. How much did balance and is balance hurting Lamar Jackson? I think it hurts Lamar Jackson. I, I think we haven't seen what, the, 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 what his selling is from the, the offense that he plays in. I truly believe that, like, Lamar Jackson can throw the ball, right? But we say people like to knock his throwing because he runs so well. 
So, like, for example, like Josh Allen. We all can say Josh probably throws the ball better than Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. But also, no, Josh Allen got like 700, almost 800 yards rushing. He does. Right? So it could be the same way where Lamar probably runs better than he throws, right? But he throws the ball well enough where he can still give you three, 4,000 yards passing. I you guess, see what I'm saying? I do, but I guess why I'm confused. I thought you were going to say we haven't seen the best of Lamar Jackson. And I guess why That's I'm part confused of it. is because it doesn't get better than the world unanimously viewing you as the best player. Like, I, I can't overstate the fact that Lamar Jackson was a unanimous MVP. It's only happened once in the game of football, and we saw Peyton Manning throw for 55 touchdowns in a season and 500, 5,000 yards, and even he wasn't unanimous. Yeah, but, but so, so, like, you're talking about, like, an individual award, the mm-hmm. MVP. That's a great award to have. I, I get it. But, like, Lamar, that, that's a lot of – that was him, right? So imagine giving him some help. Well, now I have to run 20 times a game. I can run 10 times a game, right, and, and throw the ball more and have the same success. I remember when, like, even when um, in my earlier years, um, the Eagle fans would be mad that I didn't get a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid would say, Shady, you can be as productive with less reps, mm-hmm. or you can even be more productive with less reps. And I think it's Lamar Jackson. He can even be more effect- electric running the ball and throwing the ball and, and less injuries from running the ball. Because he's, he's running, like, real run plays. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like, Josh Allen, if you really watch him, like, he gets crazy in his own way. But a lot of them passes or runs be like to the outside, be sweeps, be down blocks, the pulls. You know, there's nobody really around. It's the RPO passes. Lamar's be like in the middle, dive, fullback blocks. He gets in there. Like, that's, that's a lot for a but quarterback. But don't you recall Lamar? I guess I just don't like the narrative being more potent than the truth. Lamar Jackson got hurt last year not on a run play. Lamar Jackson got hurt because he was athletic, but he didn't get hurt on a run play. Well, well, he got it, hurt. it adds up, though. Hold up. I know it's running the ball. It adds up. Like, like I might not get hurt from a big hit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm getting hit after week, after week, after week. Your body gets beat up. Mm-hmm. And then the little smallest hit, Joy, you be, hey, I don't feel right. <laughs> and it adds up. So, I think a lot of that with the injuries of Lamar Jackson might come from that. Fair. Uh, let's talk about this next question then because it doesn't truly get much better. Lamar Jackson was 8-4 and four this season. But in the four losses, he had double-digit leads. I could only hope that the next offensive coordinator – would have double-digit leads in every <laughs> single game. Like, I'm, I'm just – I'm genuinely confused because if I were to tell y'all that the Ravens either won or held a double-digit lead in every loss, you would be like, oh, give me that OC. What's his name? It's Greg Roman. Ah, <laughs> uh, it just – it doesn't make sense. It, it, two things can be true. Greg Roman can be a good coach, and they can have hit their ceiling. Mm. Also, if you're the Ravens, what is the definition of insanity? doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. They're not getting results in the postseason when it matters and which should be the standard for the Baltimore Ravens as an organization. And they are going down in points per game every single year in this offense. So either that means they're doing something wrong or the rest of the league is passing them by. But I need to hear, and Andy, I don't know if you have it, but I would love to hear how many points per game they were averaging with Lamar Jackson on the field. Because it's hard for me. 2019, 27. 33 points. 2020, 29 they were points. 2021, 22. 22. Is that with Lamar 20. or just with, with Tyler? Because the only reason I bring that up is because it's like, I, I don't want to condemn Greg Roman for Lamar Jackson being injured. Like, that to me just seems unfair. But why not? Because it's not, like, Greg Roman is coordinating with Tyler Huntley. 
Correct. And with Tyler Huntley, Greg Roman did a fine enough job to get his team to the playoffs and a fine enough no, job no, no, no. to give – Lamar Jackson did a fine Lamar enough job Lamar. this year during the regular season when he got hurt to set them up to go to set the Set them up, but you know what you said? They had to finish the job. Like, and they continued to run the ball well without Lamar Jackson because that's all they do. But they threw Usher. the ball well as well in that playoff game. You just brought it up with Chris. Well, they Usher. lost. They didn't – how many points did they put up? 17 points? 17 points. That's not well. <laughs> Can, That's can, three can, points less than they've averaged this season. Can Patrick Mahomes win a championship with these wide receiver core? Can Josh Allen, can Joe Burrow? I don't think so. Can anybody? I don't think so. <laughs> I would so argue that's like, not necessarily on, on the OC, but though. But that's not yeah, that's It does, though. The reason why is because no wide receivers, let's say it's free agency, yep. and everybody got money to spend. Nobody, nobody wants to come play for that, 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 that coordinator. I love Roman, right? As a wide receiver, I can't go there. We're going to run the ball with, with fullbacks and, and there's 300 pounds and tight ends. I'm not going to get the ball. I, I hear you. And my only retort before we get out would be this. The Chiefs' dominant wide receivers were homegrown when they had won their Super Bowls and went to theirs. The Bengals' wide receivers were homegrown when they went to theirs. The Bills' Stephon Diggs is not homegrown, but he has well, to When you say homegrown, right, it's always your coordinator. Listen, so Andy Reid. It's a homegrown, right? Okay. He's going to draft players that fits his scheme. His team. Yes. Now you're so, so Andy Reid's scheme. I know. Point. Look, that's elaborate. that. Elaborate. When, when he gave me that eyebrow, I did some good. Yep. Andy <laughs> Reid, he's going to get the Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun yep. McCoy, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hills, yep. Ty, uh, Travis Kelsey. That's his scheme. They fit his scheme, the way mm-hmm. he plays. Even, even um, 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 I don't want to go there. That's too much. But, but Greg Roman. Yep. His that's scheme what he's is trying to do. I want linemen. I want big fullbacks. But, and, and I want a burner. And I want a burner. That's why they went with Hollywood Brown. That's why they went with Rashad Bateman. You know, like that. that that's why they got and that Deshaun Jackson. Worked but, but, out all that well. New, True. New coordinator, and I and I love Roman. New coordinator, we'll spice up the office a little bit. Give us something. We want some deep passes. We want Lamar Jackson, RPOs. Like, come on. I feel you. I, I'm just torn. Do, do you? Greg Roman. You're saying it, but he, he gave them the number eight offense in scoring this year. If you're the Baltimore Ravens you can and you're a store team, say that he team. did a good job and that it can still be time for a change. Like, that happens all the time. That's true. I don't like him, bro. I like that ceiling. What you said, ceiling. You actually said be... it first earlier in the show, Shady. I mean, that's not the <laughs> teamwork on this show. <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Bengals are on the road Sunday against Josh Allen and the Bills. Both games, both teams coming into the game, red hot. Cincinnati's won nine straight. Buffalo won eight straight. It does not get any better when you are talking about playoff football than this matchup. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Burrow went to a Super Bowl last year. Josh Allen, the NFL MVP runner-up. Two great quarterbacks. Dave Hellman, you have a lot of reason to trust them both. But which quarterback do you trust more, Josh or Burrow? That's the word, trust, right? Not who's better, not who's more talented. I trust Joe Burrow more than Josh Allen at this moment in time. And it like there's just it's a whole season of results that suggests that I know Josh Allen can throw a football over them damn mountains. I mean he all the way across the county line. He's awesome. I love him too. He's so much fun to watch. One of the most exciting players in the NFL. He leads the league in turnovers. You got you got Dak. Yeah, that's possible. Total. I, I mean Dak has to be fair. Dak has played less games. I, we we understand that, but he leads the league. He's got 22 if you include the three that he gave to Miami on Sunday. That was Sunday, right? Feels like a lifetime ago yeah, already. I thought they were tied. Telling, he's got 14 picks and then six. Uh, he's got fumbles oh, to go on top of that. Yeah, when, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, it was, not just picks, turnovers. You no, know, I was thinking of Dak only played 12 games. But go ahead, sorry. But it, all, it all counts. Joe Burrow has 12 picks on the year, three fumbles, 
Four of his picks came in the season opener, if you can believe that. He had a four-pick season opener. He's thrown eight in the other 17 games. So when you're talking about trust, that's, that's Joe Burrow's claim to fame. He's athletic, and he's unflappable. Like, he's going to get away from pressure, and he's going to make the right read. He does it time and time again. I trust him. I'm not ready to say that he's definitively better than Josh Allen, but I trust him a lot more in this game. Joy, where are you stand? Yeah, the question is not who's better, right. who's more talented, more athletic. I, I, I mean, they've essentially had the same season except for Josh Allen has had more turnovers. I mean, their, their numbers are almost identical. It's they have almost the same uncanny. amount of wins. They, they've had a mirror of a season except for the fact that Josh Allen has been, uh, uh, I would say, inconsistent. Burrow's struggles were early. Josh's were in the middle. And then we're going off of the last game that we watched with both of them in it where Joe wasn't great, his best, but Josh was turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Joe by a hair just because he was playing in the Super Bowl. He did make it to the Super Bowl last year, played away games. We've seen him take care of the ball. He doesn't have those, those moments that Josh has where you're like, Josh, no, like just don't do it. Just, Josh, just breathe. No, throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> that. But it's, it's splitting hairs. Obviously, Josh is incredibly talented, and in big moments, he can make plays. It's almost like he can get his own shot. Mm-hmm. Like, he can create his own shot. Sure is, is, the, is the equivalent uh, of that in football. But I, for trust, and because we're doing this segment. Trust obviously. is the word, right? Trust. Wait, 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 wait. Well, Why have all of y'all asked me what the word is? is it because, because, because I want to clarify. I'm not trying to wind up on somebody's yeah. viral clip you saying say anything that Josh Allen's even a bum. appears to be, uh, you know, inflammatory about anyone, it becomes hate when we're doing a television show and you ask the question. So we're like, what are you saying hey, here? Man, I don't mind it. You need some hate some time. Listen, I'm going to say this. And it says it's trust, right? <laughs> um, I got to say, I trust Josh Allen to win this game. I think I'm going with a better quarterback, more talented. I got to go with Josh Allen. I think Joe Burrow is a beast. I think he's, he's in that, that, that area with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's up there, but I got to go with Josh Allen. Why aren't you worried? Because it doesn't seem like you are. Why aren't you worried about Josh Allen? He's had multiple games with interceptions, obviously. Last game, he had multiple interceptions. You played with him. You're his teammate. You've seen him at struggle early, but he still has those lapses. Why aren't you worried? Josh got that dog in him. <laughs> you don't really see quarterbacks with that type of dog. Like, he got like a linebacker dog. Like, I'm banged. I'm hurt. I'm still going to play. We're going to win this game. I threw how many picks? Three? Four, five, we're going to win this game. And that's how he plays. I mean, now, now, yes, I would love for Josh to be a lot more careful with the ball because he can get wild. <laughs> but I, I will fight with a, with a quarterback like that. Patrick Mahomes has, has that too. And then Joe Burrow and his own defense. I was say, Joe, you don't no, think no, Joe Shays oh, no, no, got no, no, that? No, 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 Joe got that dog in him. I love Joe, his whole thing. But, and if I have to pick, because I don't want to, but if I have to pick, because Fox pays me to do a job. <laughs> Speak. I got him a job. I'm going with Josh Allen. He's a, he's a bigger dog with a bigger bite. <laughs> um, Dave, you like Joe Burrow more than Josh Allen. Clearly, Josh Allen is more physically talented. How does Joe, make up for, how does Joe Burrow make up for what he lacks physically compared to Josh Allen? He's, just, he's so cool under pressure. And that's yes, – I mean, look, I mean, we – we saw Josh dealing with a leaky offensive line against the Dolphins. They sacked him seven times. His fumble, sack fumble turned that game yep. around. It really yep. changed the complexion of that game. That's been Joe Burrow's life in the NFL to this point. Like, Joe Burrow 
very briefly knew what a clean pocket felt like in the middle of this season. And then Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins got hurt. And he's like, all right, we're doing it just like last year. Cool. He's, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's all over the pocket. His, his pocket presence is incredible. The way that he stays cool in those types of situations and still manages to not put the ball up for grabs or uses, you know, we always say he's, he's sneaky athletic. We know what that means. He's way more athletic than you. He is. He is. So much more athletic than he gets Burrow's credit nice, for. Though. He can get away from pressure, and he doesn't lose his head. I think if, if you were going to criticize Josh Allen, which we all agree he's amazing, but if you were, he can lose his head a little bit when, when it gets dicey, you know, and gets out into space, and he's either trying to run over people or throw it into a window he shouldn't. It never seems like Joe does that. He still manages to make the smart, correct read, even when everything has gone to hell. And I think that's just hey, Dave, it's something you can't teach. Did you see when he had the ball out like like, like crazy out here? Which time? He, no, like, no, no, he, but he, like, he was like in tackle. He was trying to scramble, right? And, yeah. uh, and the spy. No, no, he was trying to scramble, and the spy safety came and tried to tackle. He was like, I'm like, Josh. I'm like, I was there with the He's ball. Like, like Vince Carter at the rim. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Is it shady because he's so talented? that sometimes he just gets reckless like that? Like, when you're that good, you can just do stuff like that? I think so. And just playing with him, like, he, he, he does that sometimes. Like, like, he feels like he can make every play. 20-yard gain ain't good enough. I'm going for the 60-yarder. Six-yard run ain't good enough. Um, I'm going for 20. That's how he plays. So I think he, he always wants to get, do better and better and more and more. 